Hey, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to episode two of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise. We're starting with season six of Bachelor in Paradise. On this episode, we'll be breaking down all of the happenings on the beach during week two. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen. And it's time to look toward the stars. of season six of bachelor in paradise and we're back with more astrological takes on the contestants Susie, how are you doing i am well Kristen. how are you i am well as well wells 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 (laughs) i feel that's gonna be a recurring thing this season start things off we have social media in case you want to keep up with us outside of the pod. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, we are at It's All Roses. And on Instagram, it's our full name on Instagram, right? Yeah, correct. At yeah. It's All in the Roses. Our tweets are pretty fire. Our gift game is amazing. So, yeah. I like to follow. think so. I think it's and you can good. also email us at It's All in the Roses at gmail.com. Disclaimer alert, again, we are very serious in saying that we are astrology enthusiasts. We are by no means experts. So everything you, all of our readings that you hear on this podcast are just learning experiences from us. Often reference is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. And all of the readings of contestants are based on their sun signs because, again, we do not have access to birth charts because who does? Only they do. Maybe their parents. We don't even have access to some birthdays, so. It's really been rough out here. Yeah, a lot of assumptions, but a lot of Instagram stalking for birthday posts. Surprisingly, not that many, which is kind of annoying. What are you guys doing with your social no, media? I thought it's going to be a surefire way to find birthdays. But yeah, no one. No one yeah. is celebrating themselves. Uh, which Maybe we'll get into that later. Who knows? Maybe it'll <laughs> pop up. So this week's Virgo and Gemini moves of the week. Suze, as a Gemini, how has your week been? What has been your Gemini move? My week is on the up from last week. Last week was a bad week for me as a Gemini. My cousins are in town, but they didn't end up staying over at my house as I thought they would. So my family is away and my cousins didn't stay over with me. So that was a whole week of me being on my own. Like I'd come to work, but I have three coworkers and then I'd just go home and like have all my meals by myself. And everyone knows Gemini's dislike being alone. So that was tough like I ended up missing my family way more than I thought I would but then this week I feel like I'm overcompensating and tonight I'm throwing a birthday barbecue for my cousin who's in town and I'm like inviting all my family and I've just like been throwing myself in that planning so I'm just having as many people around as possible that's me nice and as a Virgo um my move this week has been in the line of the Virgo's tendency to be overly critical and hardworking. I was filling some papers out for a new opportunity. So not like papers with my information, but papers kind of related to the type of work that this opportunity entails. And I was stressing out over them being perfect. My whole Sunday basically was me trying to finish this and make sure it was all good to go. And 
this was something that happened a lot with like high school tests and college papers mm-hmm. it where i was wondering if i was missing out on something with it if they weren't good enough compared to other people submitting the same thing so i got it done i think it was as good as it could have been so we'll see where that goes can I share another Gemini move of the yes. of the week? <laughs> because I feel like I need to address the fact that I sound like a cat scratch my vocal cords. Monday night, I went to this like One Direction themed night at the Bowery Ballroom. It was wild, KP. So I feel like I saw a glimpse of that on your Instagram stories. <laughs> All I saw was like a Harry Styles hologram, and I was like, oh, okay, that's Zeus. Oh my god, I like walked up into the main room and they were playing that video and it was the exact moment where they zoom in on his face. I was like, I'm in heaven. Shots of whiskey and then actually screaming lyrics at the top of my lungs. Voice? Lungs? I don't know. So I had a great time, but now now I sound like this. And if at any point I get heated over something we talk about, my voice is going to like try and like go up and I... <laughs> you know like words aren't gonna come out because i will get heated so let's continue yes so to start things off before we go into the paradise breakdown our other recurring feature is going to be the bachelor nation broadcast what's going on in bachelor nation since we last left you what is happening with anyone who isn't spending their summer on the beach so first things first Kaylin responded to Blake's text messages about a few hours after we recorded last time. So we didn't get to address that. She posted on Instagram and it was another statement kind of confusing the narrative, kind of confusing who's right, who's wrong. Um, I'll read a snippet of her statement right now. She wrote on Instagram. I am not here to deny those text messages or the conversations that took place. Things got taken out of context on the show, and a large part of the story is missing. The reality of the situation is that Blake was not a one-night stand at a music festival, and the 5 a.m. text exchange that Blake chose to share is not an accurate representation of her past relationship. So you can find that on her Instagram. It's another, like I said, another confusing chapter to this whole blake Kalen mess. Um, any thoughts on it, Suze? Yeah, I'm really happy that you chose to read that beginning snippet because I think she has complete reasoning to state that this is only just a very small snippet of their relationship. But then again, it is a part that she chose to ignore and not bring up at all when she was on the beach. So like you're saying, it's just very muddled over who's right and who's wrong. And I don't think there's an answer. Right. Exactly. I thought it was a great response. Yes, it was. Poised. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. And moving on to another exciting bachelor update, Jared and Ashley got married. Paradise alums, Ooh. known for everyone else believing that nothing would ever happen between them. They tied the knot on August 11th in Newport, Rhode Island, a very New England wedding. Nick and Dean were groomsmen, and the ceremony was officiated by producer Elon Gale, who is the crazy-haired human you see in a lot of their behind-the-scenes photos. And folks like Ben, Caitlin, Jason, Evan, Carly, and more were guests. 
and Jade and Tanner were not there. They chose to stay behind in California after Jade gave birth in a closet, as I think everyone should do. But she tried on her bridesmaid dress back at home during the ceremony in Ashley's honor. That is the cutest. So, okay, I'm, I joined Bachelor Nation after this whole Jared and Ashley thing. So, did they meet on Bachelor in Paradise? Yes, season two. Okay, so they meet, and Ashley was, like, famous for being, like, an, another virgin contestant, correct? Mm -hmm. She was, so, I would say, kind of the OG version. Like, she was the okay. one that made it a thing on the show, at least okay. in the okay. modern era. Jared was there, but they were friends, maybe? And Jared was dating this other girl, and then, I don't that know, what, I guess the years later, season. they... Oh, yeah, okay. so season two, Ashley was very into Jared. They went on okay. a date, but didn't do end not... up together. And then okay. season three, Ashley entered after Jared was already there and chatting up a girl from Ben Higgins season, Kayla. And she, Ashley didn't appreciate that. It was not her hmm. finest moment. She went on a very negative rant that was not kind at all. And after that, I think it was kind of a little rough in Ashley and Jared's friendship. They went through all of this in their Story of Us 45-minute video when they announced mm. that they were dating last year. Yeah, I, was, it, like, I am not going to watch that. It's 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but it basically took Ashley going on Winter Games and dating Kevin the Canadian for Jared to be like, uh, oh, wait, I love this girl. Yeah. And cool. so... Ashley is a Pisces. Jared is a Scorpio. A Pisces imagination can spark a Scorpio's creativity. And Pisces gives a Scorpio the devotion it needs. And as anyone familiar with Ashley, I can probably attest to Pisces have a flair for the bizarre. So definitely fits with Ashley. I. Their emotional yeah. needs match each other. And Pisces intuition, intuitive awareness unites well with Scorpio's depth of feeling. And according to our book, this kind of mating lasts. I think they complement each other well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can definitely wise that. like reading this and mm -hmm. like I, I think she uh, would you say Jared's like a shy guy? Not uh, shy, just kind of like quiet. Bland. Yeah. I feel like I don't really know anything about him. Definitely more reserved compared to Ashley. Sure. Reserved is a good word for it. Yeah. And Ashley's the exact opposite. She's mm -hmm. wild. I like it. I'm a fan of them. And yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll work out. Yes. And on to the episode breakdown. First things first, the rose ceremony at the end of week one. <laughs> You started kissing all your friends Kiss, kiss Kiss, kiss First person to give out his rose is Derek And no shock here, he gives it to Demi Who was just hilarious in her response um, Next we have Clay who Cole Wills hands his rose to Katie. Kevin gives his rose to Sydney, which is so random. Literally the two most random contestants on the season. 
So I guess whatever. It fits. JPJ, of course, gives his rose to Anyeka. I don't know what Jane was thinking. She was playing herself, <laughs> thinking she even had a shot left after he threw up from her fish tacos. Oh, my God. Cam gives his rose to Kaylin. Dylan gives his rose to Hannah. But right before he gave his rose to Hannah, you know, they were teasing the whole, oh, I think Hannah would just accept a rose from whoever offers it first. Like, what if Blake had been called to give the rose out before Dylan? Mm. I think that shows that production knows what they're doing and they purposely give Chris that order to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I guess Dylan would have given a friendship rose to someone, you know? Yeah. Okay, moving on. Blake gives his rose to Tasha, who makes it very clear that she's accepting the rose, but she doesn't really want to continue to explore anything with Blake. She says she does not trust him and that she is not a backup plan. She wants to be someone's first choice, and we support that because she yes, is a girl. girl. Next, we have Chris, who gives his rose to Christina, and Annalise is blindsided not for the first time in paradise for the <laughs> second time and then and then she leaves without even saying goodbye to him did you catch that mm, yeah she's so petty i can't so our eliminations for the night are annalise jane and our girl bibby poor bibs yeah. so what do we think is this the last we'll see in bachelor nation of annalise bibby and jane Jane, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think this was Jane's shot and just no impressions were left. Um, well, we know Bibby has said multiple times that she doesn't know if she can continue to put, her put herself out there like this, continue to be as vulnerable. But I don't really get the impression that she'll stay away completely. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, I don't know if she would do another paradise mm -hmm. sorry go ahead or at least <laughs> not original cast of paradise like she'd be a late entrance in future years i always want them to bring back winter games i really enjoyed it i don't know if it's going to be a thing they do every four years just for the olympics but mm. if she's still around then you know she would be older than most contestants probably but on winter games in the first season clara crawley definitely made case for older women in the franchise and she had two guys fighting over the whole time so oh yeah absolutely absolutely i think baby would be open to like different iterations of the bachelor like model mm -hmm. producers just have to get innovative let's go let's see something new <laughs> and then annalise i don't really want to see any more of her but I'm a fan. I know she's... <laughs> you said uh, that yeah. with a literal sigh. It's just that I feel so bad for her. Like, all she wants... I'm, I don't understand how a connection between her and Cam didn't happen. Because they're both obsessed with the idea of marriage. Oh my god, you are so right. Weird, yeah. Oh my god. We'll have to look into that. I know Annalise is a Libra. We think Cam is an Aries, but we don't have confirmation. We need to look into that sign and what it's capable of yeah <laughs> spinning bottles followed you since middle school nobody's an idiot when everyone's a fool
moving on, time to discuss this week's connections. So we started off episode one of this week again with the Hannah Dylan Blake love triangle. Um, and last week and kind of the beginning of this week, we're left with this question of which match is stronger. Is it Hannah and Dylan or is it Hannah and Blake? Yeah. What do you think, Kristen? Well, we're going to dive into astrologically, which one's thought of as stronger. But mm -hmm. at first glance, it's really hard to say. We haven't seen much substance to Hannah and Dylan besides making out a lot. And then Hannah and Blake, it seems to be a lot of Blake saying what they have. And Hannah just being like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely more one-sided in that um, relationship. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, moving into Hannah and Dill, which are our Aquarius and Gemini pairing, we think, we think Dylan is a Gemini. So this pairing is known to get along really well, just in general. They're both unpredictable, things aren't always smooth, and again, they get along really well, they have witty conversation, and they're capable of staying friends um, if a breakup were to occur. Again, in this pairing, we kind of see more of a, a dominated friendship. So they just are good companions. They get along really well. And we are not going to see too much of a heated or a passionate love, which I think really stands with what we've seen of Hannah and Dylan so far. They're often described as like being cutesy and all of the mm. other people on Paradise will turn over and be like, oh, my God, did you just see them put their arm around each other? True. And from the beginning, I want to say again, last week, Dylan just keeps on repeating how easily they get along, how easily conversation flows. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. definitely a strong connection in my opinion, but more so friend-wise, I think, right now. I keep thinking of the scene in the season trailer that's like them making up against a wall. Do you know that scene? <laughs> Ah, it, and I think I know that scene. Of course I do. <laughs> that was wild. That's like in one of the in. I was trying to think of the word for it, but just like in one of the bedrooms, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think it'll get there. It's just going to be a slow progression. Mm -hmm. And I included this next bit just for you, Susie. But the Gemini <laughs> man is, according to our book, the world's best date. But women flare briefly in his life and then they vanish. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> would probably be a world's best date. Do you follow his Instagram? Uh no, I don't. Not on my personal. What? Are you kidding me? I'm well, very selective with which bachelor people I follow. Oh my god. I feel like I'm not. <laughs> uh, I see them once on TV and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll see what you're up to. But Dylan's always up to like really fun things. He'll like be on the water, on boats, or like doing fitness things with his app. Or I, I think he'd just have great date ideas. That's and true. Just, like, I see. Funny that. and gorgeous and amazing. And it seems like he wants Hannah to be endgame. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about this flaring briefly in his life. That's true. And he said that he's always been not too great with women. So I feel like maybe it's an age thing. Maybe he just hasn't developed the confidence yet that, say, like maybe a 28-year-old would have versus a 24-year-old. Who knows? Yeah, that's very true. Um, 
don't know. I feel like I think back to when he said he was like a one woman guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I I'm in the same vein. I've always kind of been like a one man gal as another Gemini. But my problem is that I just get <laughs> really bored really easily. And then someone else pops up and I <laughs> shift over immediately. But Dylan doesn't really strike me as that type now. So we'll see. Yeah, and moving on to Hannah and Blake, the pairing is Aquarius and Taurus, and according to our book, neither is likely to approve of the other in a love match. The Taurus is more careful, which we've seen with Blake in dealing with the aftermath of all of his stagecoach drama, and the Aquarius can be more vivacious, so the Taurus struggles with keeping the Aquarius satisfied with domesticity as our book says which seems a little random i don't know we haven't really seen enough of hannah to know whether or not she wants that right now but this felt very resonant with the situation that's going on right now um the aquarius is the fancy free i think that's supposed to say loner i think i misspelled (laughs) it in my notes (laughs) who resents ties that bind and can slip away from the possessive Taurus, which I think is what we saw at the end of Monday's episode on the beach when Blake was trying to control Dylan's confrontation and wasn't really letting Hannah say anything, or rather Hannah didn't really know what to say. Yeah. Um, again, something I said last week, Hannah is flighty. She mm-hmm. is all over the place. We have Han- we have Dylan, we have Blake, we had Jordan for a hot second this week. Mm-hmm. She's just not, not tied down, which is fine. It's paradise, whatever. But um, that confrontation on the beach was super interesting. Like, I I'm all for people asserting their time, like asserting that they want to spend time with a person. And I will agree that Dylan had been with Hannah like all day. So Blake could have had some time but the way he handled it just did not sit well with me yeah do you remember that blooper from colton season that was like a light thing falling on hannah as she did an yeah. interview and then she was yeah. just like i got it <laughs> it keeps popping up in my mind whenever she's just like kind of staring at something like i just think of i got it <laughs> that was, like, the one oh thing that we knew of hannah on colton's season <laughs> I don't really watch Colton season, but I feel like that's... She got a non-existent edit. It was nothing, which made her exit okay. even more just out of the blue, because it was like, oh, okay, they apparently have some connection. We never really saw it. But she made it pretty far, though, right? Yeah, she was final free, and it was her and Tasha that Colton <laughs> eliminated when Cassie left, and then Colton jumped over the fence, and then that was a whole big thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hannah, I... What are you doing? What what Get am I doing? Get yourself together. Also, <laughs> can we point out um was it Tasha's confrontation with Hannah? Yeah, which was fire. Mhm. I think Tasha was very much in the right to do so. I think she said it really well. She was just like your this love triangle is really affecting my experience here. And then Hannah was all I feel like she just mean-girled me and like she didn't at all. Mm, yeah, like, I think it was a very grown-up conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think Tasha is definitely taking over that role of kind of the mama bear compared to 
some of the other women, there are a couple women around Tasha's age, but a lot of them are at least like four, three years younger. And we saw that on The Bachelor too, when the rumors about Casey and Caitlin wanting to be the bachelorette came out it was Tasha who confronted Kaylin it was Tasha that kind of was a little less confrontational about it than say Katie was when she was eliminated and told Colton to watch out for these girls but Tasha was kind of the more low-key instigator of that mm, totally all right enough of hannah dylan blake (laughs) i'm kind of happy that i i thought like we had talked about that there was going to be a really big focus on them this week but i'm happy Mm -hmm. we kind of got to see a bunch of other people oh one more thing before we move on from them i saw this about the taurus man in the book and found it very Mm -hmm. fitting for blake this is a direct quote he prizes security not to say he'll turn down a weekend frolic with a beautiful blonde Wow. Mm. Was that written about Blake? <laughs> <laughs> to quote Tasha, it's always Blake. <laughs> no, that was Jemmy. It's always Remember Blake. Jemmy? Oh my god. They, they were talking together. It's yeah. always Blake. That was funny. Okay, we're going to move on to the next unexpected. Well, actually not unexpected because episode one, I did point out that I was really excited by Nicole. I really was looking forward to seeing more of her. And now Nicole is over here, the Bachelorette of the Beach. Mm. Bachelorette of Paradise. Who knew? So we have this Nicole slash Clay slash Christian slash Let's Throw Jordan in a little bit. I want to start off with Nicole, who is our Sagittarius woman. Sagittarius women are drawn to excitement, passion, the sheer adventure of romance. When they do, ro- when she does find a big romance, she believes in loyalty to her man. Um, we definitely saw Nicole's yearning for this like exciting, passionate romance mm-hmm. in this episode. Should are we just gonna dive into Christian? I think we should. Let's do Jordan first, since chronologically that happened first. And go. So Jordan is a Capricorn, <laughs> okay. and. He seizes opportunity, but he can also be a little cold and reserved. Reserved, we haven't seen too much of Jordan. He definitely amps it up for the camera, but he definitely seizes his chances. He went straight for the women he wanted when he entered the beach and then respectfully backed away when um, Hannah turned him down because she just couldn't handle more to her Blake Dylan drama. Mm -hmm. And Jordan and Nicole, it seems... Just from watching them, it seemed a little more like kind of a gossipy friend relationship. And on their date, they even started talking about the Blake drama even more. And it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, did you hear? Yeah, me too. And yes. the that kind of fits with what the typical Capricorn-Sagittarius relationship can be. A Capricorn's demands can't be satisfied by a Sagittarius's flighty approach to love. A Capricorn can be a loner, which I think we kind of see with Jordan. I think he's such a big personality that he likes to be either the star or kind of just do his own thing. And And I don't, yeah, I don't think he's afraid of doing his own thing. You know, I think he needs that time sometimes. Mm -hmm. And a Sagittarius is more social. And according to our book, both should look elsewhere for love. So it isn't really a lasting chance of love. 
Yeah, I think personality-wise, they are great friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And we saw Nicole's general interest in him when he made his entrance. And she was kind of like, oh, Jordan's like my style. He was the guy in the gold underwear on Becca's season. Like, I like that. They're just big, big personalities. Yeah, so I'm excited to see um, Jordan and Nicole continue that friendship. Mm -hmm. I think they'll have fun little commentary on the way. Um, and checking in with the Nicole and Clay relationship, Clay was a little jealous when Nicole went on a date with Jordan, and this fits with the traits of their match. The Cancer is more cautious and emotional than a Sagittarius, and a Sagittari- Sagittarius normally can't deal with a Cancer's jealousy, but I think Nicole kind of enjoyed it, and it fits with mm-hmm. the following Sagittarius trait of them seeking kind of an outside source of energy away from their relationship which you know she's in paradise she's going to explore her options but I think the idea that she was making Clay jealous was really exciting to her and in the Cancer Sagittarius match in this case a Cancer would hold on tighter if the Sagittarius is looking elsewhere so I think Mm -hmm. that was definitely an example of what we saw with Nicole and Clay when she went out with Jordan I agree Clay right now is in his feels he mm-hmm. is just way in his head. And I get that it's a big ask for someone that's a cancer. Like Nicole wants him to make these grand gestures and to be a little more assertive. And I think Clay is just like really in his head about it all. And he knows they have a strong connection, but I just don't think he wants to do like anything out of his character that might disrupt that, even though it's what Nicole is seeking. I don't know. I just think right now their their romance is so platonic. Mm. Is that the right word? It's just like not. Yeah. There's no excitement to it. Just kind of bland. It's very. I think they got comfortable quick. Mm. And you know why? Why? What is that saying? Why fix something that isn't broken? Because yeah. it's not. They're a great match, but. There, I, I think there's like a spark Nicole is longing for. Mm-hmm. And I think at first glance, Christian was that spark for her. Whoa. I think Christian was a spark for everyone. <laughs> and like, not usually my vibe, but what an entrance. What a date. I think it was great. Yeah, we don't we know. Don't... Obviously, we don't know what sign Christian is mm-hmm. because we don't know anything about Christian. But according to JPJ, he was a soccer player and a model. I don't know how JPJ knows that, but. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even on the same season. You're no, right. So um, you know what? I think he was a model just because I think I'm thinking back to um, Paradise promos. Or I I don't know if it was like a Chris Harrison tweet or Instagram I saw. And it was like when the producers tell you there are two male models fighting on your beach. (laughs) Like it it, it has to be Jordan and Christian. I think as Jordan brought up, it was also briefly a subject on last year's Men Tell All. Like Christian was a model and was trying to like, I don't know, fight back at Jordan because of that. I don't know. I knew who Christian was immediately. I, he like walked down the stairs and I was like, it's the guy that wore high waters to the mental wall. <laughs> and then they showed that clip, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I'll never forget that. 
I'm also laughing at Jordan. Jordan came at his shoes again mm-hmm. and was like, bro wore the athletic shoes down the beach, which was like fine. It wasn't a big deal. Um, yes, anyway, Nicole and Christian, obviously they just have like an elevated connection, I want to say, immediately, just because like culturally they understand each other right that seemed to be a lot of what their connection formed off of yeah which i think is major Mm -hmm. um also just love the representation of this latin couple let's go but then christian killed it all with this like just um what do you call it just this very aggressive personality yes he kind of pulled a blake in that he wasn't letting Nicole speak for herself when Clay tried to interrupt and take her away. It was another scenario of, like, two men fighting over a woman and the woman not getting a say, which kind of makes me uncomfortable, and it just makes me want to... I don't know. Oh, it was super uncomfortable. And then I also didn't like when, like, obviously Christian didn't want to let Nicole kind of have a say in the situation, but then he kind of turned it back on her, and he was like, okay, let's hear what she wants to say. Mm. But it wasn't in a in a way that they you know they like genuinely wanted her opinion. It was like he wanted to steer her into the direction of having Clay go away. You know, right? It was just oh, it was so skeevy. And as we saw at the end of the episode, Christian had made a pinata for Nicole. Jordan, I guess, wanted to defend Clay's honor and tried to rip down the pinata. Christian fought back and as we've seen in promos it seems that they get into a massive fight that requires several security guards to intervene this was just like a lot because i feel like it was christian being aggressive again and a lot of people are gonna like deem him as the bad guy in the situation but jordan Mm. literally came over to it was out of the blue Uh uh-huh like jordan stay in your lane (laughs) <laughs> to pull came, a Hannah B. To pull a Hannah B, <laughs> stay in your lane. Clay came over. Nicole wanted to talk to Christian, rightfully so, because I, I don't think they had spoken that night mm-hmm. already. So uh, they should have been given their moment. I thought it was cute. I, I think I'm already mad at this fight because it's just so unnecessary and it doesn't involve Clay. If it had been a Clay and Christian fight, I would have been like, all right, at least that kind of makes sense. Jordan is just Jordan just hates Christian and wants to fight Christian finally. Yeah, Super. he was definitely letting out a lot of resentment about a guy that he had met like twice in his life. Exactly, for like 5 minutes. Oh god. All right. Excited to see where things go there. Mm. And moving on to our next love square really. Kaylin after confronting Blake about stagecoach, kind of panicked about finding a guy to give her a rose. She cozied up to Cam just in time to get his rose. Cam seemed to take this as, oh, we're together and we're going to be together forever. And wrote her like a little recap of their relationship. And it was kind of a lot. Caleb seemed a little mixed about it. Mike entered the beach on day one took Kaylin out on a date and Cam panicked because if you recall, Cam has beef with Mike for telling Hannah on The Bachelorette that he was trying to score a pity rose and then Cam was eliminated that day. So 
Kaylin went with went out with Mike, enjoyed the date with Mike, but then her game changed around completely when Dean entered in the next episode and took her out on a date. Yes, it's been quite the situation. Listen, there are very few bachelor men that I love, 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 love. Dean is one of those men. Still, still. I know, I know he's had his past. I know he's like a little trash, but I don't know. Like seeing him this episode, I was just reminded of old time Dean. I really like him. I am the opposite, <laughs> as you know. I don't know. I think, well, firstly, just on a physical level, I'm typically not into the very pretty boy look, which I think Dean was on Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. He also had a baby face, which I'm not the biggest I, fan of. I kind of pers- like the baby face. Yeah, you do. And then personality-wise, his first season of Paradise and the messy love triangle he created with Christina and Danielle Lombard there just was yes. so much for me. So to see him come back and to look the way he did with his okay. long hair and mustache, what do you think? I like the hair. Who would like the mu- No one likes the mustache. <laughs> I hope that goes in like a week or two. Yeah, well, it has gone in real life. If you've seen pictures of Ashley and Jared's wedding, he is without the mustache. He looks like Eric on Boy Meets World. So maybe he'll spark a trend of that 90s hairstyle. Yeah, he looks great. <laughs> Dean as a trendsetter. <laughs> I love it. Everyone's going to be living in their van next week. <laughs> Thing too for my own sake just to look up an Aries Gemini like compatibility but Kaylin is our Gemini woman so in reality I can just think of myself as Kaylin dating Dean on Paradise oh okay? there you go right yeah. now listen to this listen to this the Aries Gemini pairing are a lively energetic pair that thrive on activity adventure and variety they enjoy each other's humor and like social life. Mm. Boom. Is that not me? It is. I, I, I just think it's they had like a really great conversation on their date. I love when they like showed little snippets of them just like lounging on the beach and like Kaylin asking him like, so where do you shower? And it's like all these little funny, like cute things. I don't know. Um, Gemini women in relationships have as much friendly feelings as they do passionate feelings and i think for me it's like really important in a relationship that i have that established friendship before moving forward Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's something we're seeing here they're just getting on super well obviously like kaylin is super into dean Wait, also, can we talk about when, like, Dean came over to talk to her and she was crying? Yeah. Like, that would have happened to me. I don't understand why she thought Christina was bad-mouthing her. Wait, same. That just seemed kind of out of the blue. I was confused about that, but I don't know. Now, was Christina talking about the Blake situation in the background? I think don't remember but i know it was the sight of her walking off with dean that upset caitlin maybe she thought that christina was gonna 
say something. I don't know. Right, and it would ruin our chances with Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I'm here for Kaylin Dean. Mostly yeah. And I like Dean. going along with our previous thoughts on Cam, based on week one, we said he seemed like an Aries. Now knowing that Dean is an Aries, do you think that Cam still is one? Do you think he's on the cusp of an Aries or something totally different? My inclination is that Cam is something totally different. I don't know what. I'll have to like look through sign descriptions, but I've already checked his Instagram. There's nothing. <laughs> I think we should just email him. So before <laughs> he and I started recording today, um, I saw Dylan Barber posted a screenshot of his email and like someone just asked him a random question. So now I'm trying to convince Kristen, that we should just email everyone and see if we get responses. I mean, there's no point in, no harm in trying. <laughs> right? Yeah, at least then we'd be on their radar, kind of. <laughs> Maybe they would listen to us. Maybe. Alright, anything then, else on Cam, Kaylin, Mike, Dean? Well, what does Mike seem like? Mike? Mike was another that we haven't found any traces of his birthday. Sorry, just took a sip of my tea. Um, I really enjoyed Mike's entrance. I just want to say mm. to paradise. I think he was great. Both with two entrances this week that just had everyone's heads turning. That's true. I don't know what Mike would be. Just a, a loving, thoughtful, grounded sign. Mike might be like a Taurus. I could see or that. A I'm leaning more towards Libra just because I know that Taurus has a stubbornness that I don't think we've seen from Mike yet. That's true. Yeah. But Libra. Mike might be a Libra. Yeah. And Mike. Where is Mike at the end of all of this? Kaylin went on the date with Dean, so Mike was blindsided. Right. (laughs) I think maybe... And this is just a theory. I haven't read any spoilers or anything. Maybe we saw him talking with Sydney. So maybe Sydney gives him her rose and then Kevin is left without one. Cool. I like that. That's very plausible. But, yeah, you know, hopefully Mike leaves the beach without someone so he can be the bachelor. True. <laughs> just saying. True that. We're all on board for Mike as Bachelor. Okay, and next we have Demi and Derek, who have been one of the most established couples since day one. You know, they just continued their talks and their time together. And then Demi finally um, brings up her recent past to Derek. And, well, honestly, let's all of us know Um the watchers, Derek, and she had a talk with Katie. Was it Katie? Yes, first Katie and then Tasha. And then Tasha. And Demi essentially tells them that she has been seeing a woman back in LA. Um, that she's always been very hesitant to tell people that she's interested in both men and women, and then she's just very fluid. Demi just loves who she loves and she's finally like at a stage in her life now where she's owning that and she understands that it's not something she needs to be ashamed of 
And it was just really great, heartfelt conversations and just so much support for Demi. I love her. I love her even more because of it. Yeah, she really impressed me this week. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, Katie and Tasha. I think were very supportive and well spoken when it came to her issue. Katie, we don't know her sign, but Tasha is a Virgo, and listening and taking things in is a big quality of Virgos. And I think in this kind of setting, she was definitely a grounded force for Demi as a Pisces. Totally. All right. We're Speaking gonna of Tasha. <laughs> Moving on to the unexpected pairing this week. <laughs> um, oh, an area where KP is an expert because KP is also a Virgo. We're going to talk about JPJ and Tasha, which prior to last night's episode, had we seen them interact? I don't believe so because JPJ was talking to on- Onyeka. Okay. But now Anyeka and JPJ, I think, are officially, like, friend-zoned. Yes, but solid friends, because as I showed you, there is a video on the Bachelor in Paradise Instagram of when Mike enters, the camera cuts to Anyeka, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Mike. And then JPJ is next to her, kind of, like, giving her a little friendly punch on the shoulder, like, yeah, there's your man, go for it. And then Oyenka commented, like, oh, JPJ is the ultimate hype man, so I think they're solid friends. That is so cute. Yeah, definitely a good support system for each other. Mm-hmm. So we got JPJ. We don't know what JPJ is. Everyone, give us your thoughts on what JPJ is. Let alone his sign. What is JPJ? <laughs> yeah, just in general. <laughs> he he always has a surprise for us. But Taisha, we know, is a Virgo. Um, so Virgos, it takes them... Um, pretty long time to fall in love um they move forward step by step won't bother with a man who doesn't show interest in her which i think we've heard Tasha express mm-hmm. consistently this season um virgos don't mind waiting for that mr right um yeah Off-putting yeah kp what are your thoughts yeah did that- jpj's shakespeare impress you it did. So, like we said, JPJ always has a surprise up his sleeve, and this week it was him apparently memorizing a monologue from Romeo and Juliet to impress Tasha. I don't know how he did it, but he did it, and this is a big attraction for Virgos. Virgos love intelligence, and they love to see proof of it, at least speaking from my perspective, and the book even states, if you want to attract a attractive Virgo establish your cultural credentials which JPJ definitely did so I think he understands what Tasha wants he Ooh. recognizes that she's a little older she doesn't really want some of the silliness that I think other guys on the beach are presenting and I really relate to the description that Susie read of the Virgo woman in love i have it highlighted in my copy of the book because it felt very (laughs) accurate to me so yeah i think i definitely relate to taisha saying that jpj has surprised her because as she said guys who look like him and sound like him definitely usually don't have shakespeare 
up their sleeve to recite. And like you and I were talking about the other day, there I have a history of guys that look a certain way surprising me in different ways. So... Yeah, this is a, a great example of don't judge a book by its cover. You yes, know? which I think Bachelor Nation did with Tyler C. People saw him oh. and they thought, oh, pretty boy, an F yeah. boy. And then for both social media and the show, it was like, oh, this guy is a feminist. He took women's studies classes in college. He's a dance minor. He's emotionally in tuned. Wow. Yeah, that's great. We love JPJ. We love yeah. Tyler C. Um, I still can't take JPJ seriously, but he seems that he's on the way to making Tasha happy. So, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And he was so happy after too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like this is one of the best nights of my life. You go, JPJ. See, that's the thing. When he says things like that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a line that producers fed to him. Like, I don't know when he's being genuine and when he's just like, <laughs> oh, all right, man. <laughs> I, I think more often than not, he's being genuine. That's true. Honestly, Everyone seems to love him. I honestly do think so. But so many questions with that. Like, did you bring a copy of Romeo and Juliet to the beach with you? <laughs> sure. I just Does don't. Did it from memory? <laughs> also, I love that whenever someone is writing a poem or they're like memorizing lines, like everyone else on the beach seems to know about it. Yeah. They're like, oh, JP's over there, like about to recite a poem to uh, Tasha. Oh, True. Cam is over there writing a poem <laughs> or writing notes to uh, Kaylin. Well, there's not much else to do (laughs) except figure out what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, like I said last night, I'd be so bored on this beach after like a day. I'd be like, no, talking to other people, where's my book? Oh my god, I feel like I'd be living (laughs) like at the bar with Wells. (laughs) That's true, I could talk to Wells. Yeah, if all else fails, just your default is the bar with Wells. Yeah. Okay, well... Speaking of Wells, let's talk about Wills and Katie and Chris. Um, I feel so bad for Wills. Mm, yeah. After, okay. Let's. So Katie, who is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She's Her gorgeous. coloring is like amazing my sister just came down while i was watching last night and katie popped up on screen and she was like oh my god she like she sat down and watched the rest of the episode with me like just waiting for katie to pop up we love katie um katie is interested in wills or was but has also shown interest for chris i don't really kp i don't really know what this whole thing is about so Wills essentially made a grand gesture. He set up a whole scene for Katie, took her aside, and essentially said that she was his end game here. And Katie was a little teary. I think she a said on little? Twitter, "Yeah, <laughs> I think she said on Twitter she wasn't drunk, but there is a possibility of her being tipsy in that moment." And Wills' proclamation made her upset. And after wow. a bit of a rambling start, she essentially said that. At that stage, it wasn't going to be between her and Wills. She wanted to keep her options open, but she only wanted to commit to one person because she couldn't do what Hannah was doing. She couldn't do what Blake was doing. So that really upset her. Eventually, 
excuse me, Chris took her aside and essentially said, how many times can I say essentially? (laughs) And said he respected her. He was here for her, that their conversations together were the best part of his day. And Katie was feeling it. Katie was into it. And she said that Chris made her feel secure and calm. And Chris is a Virgo. And according to our book, the Virgo man gives the impression of being in control of his emotions, but this isn't always true. He is likely kind of flailing underneath the surface. He's sensitive and cautious, but he has a lot of respect for women, so he's not going to take them by force and be aggressive with them. He's drawn to vivacious women, which I think Katie definitely is. And as we've seen in the past with Chris, they can have temper tantrums and their love life is never smooth. You probably won't catch him doing the typical big romantic gesture, but he'll always be there for support, which I think really summed him up in this moment. Yeah, I think this whole description of him is so spot on. He's just there on the sidelines, like just kind of watching, feeling everyone out. And like you said, jumping in when someone needs support. I like Chris. I, I liked that little pull aside with Katie and Katie was definitely feeling it. Now, here's my question. I don't know if this is because I kind of watched the episodes a little out of order this week. Wills gave Katie his rose, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And prior to this, had Katie been speaking to Chris or any of the other men? I would say seeing as they had the conversation that they did they definitely were talking. We just didn't see it. Okay. That's All what right. it seems like. Because that, yeah, when when Katie kind of had her little breakdown and was like, I can't do this. I can't date multiple people at the same time. I was like, well, Wills is kind of the only guy you had been talking to. True. It seemed out of, out of the blue to me. Mm-hmm. But- That's what can be a little frustrating with Paradise. I feel like you don't get to see a lot of the pairings like mm-hmm. last year a big part of the early season was dedicated to colton and tia's drama and this year it's like hannah blake dylan although the tuesday's episode wasn't as bad with them yeah so they definitely pick out the most volatile situation and focus on that for as long as they can all right and then going to wills we don't know his sign he gave us virgo vibes In the past, he said this week that he's shy and quieter, which is kind of a Virgo attribute. So do we think that Wills is a Virgo? And in this situation, how does his Virgo play out differently than Chris's did? I think Wills could still very much be a Virgo. I do too. Um, He, I think he definitely puts on a strong front and he's totally freaking out on the inside. And I think it really took him... A while to kind of work up this big gesture you know so I definitely mm-hmm. see his cautiousness coming into play there yeah yeah and he also made the big move and he made that big gesture that I think he isn't used to typically doing mm-hmm. so I think seeing as it didn't really work out for him maybe that'll scare him out of trying it again in the future yeah and I mean this isn't Wills' first time around, right? He was on Paradise, was for, he? Yeah, but he was eliminated, like, first Exactly. Time. So, again, love life doesn't really... Mm-hmm. Not really smooth for him, either. Oh, I just remembered his bachelorette exit. Do you remember that? He got yeah. out of the car and cried. Yeah, oh. and he totally didn't want to. 
Yeah, know? he really tried to keep it in. He really tried to keep it. Oh, Wills. We oh. love Wills. <laughs> we love Wills. All righty. I think those are all of our connections for this week. Some old, some new. A couple twists thrown in. Yes, and next week we'll see how the fight between Christian and Jordan plays out. And the Bachelorette, Hannah Brown, stops by for a quick visit in paradise. What do we think that she's there for? Is she going to give Demi a pep talk? Is she going to hand out a date card? Oh, no, she's definitely there for some Demi pep talk. Mm. But it's also going to be a great scare for all the guys. Yeah, true. (laughs) The girls are going to be thrilled. Like, oh, my God, it's our girl Hannah. And every guy there is going to be mortified. Yeah, that's what happened last year when Becca showed up. I think all the guys were, like, on a bed. And Becca was just like, hi, boys. And they were all like, like, oh, snap. Like, totally. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, this has been episode two of It's All in the Roses. Yes, you can follow us on social media, find us on Instagram, Twitter, and send us a message at itsallontheroses at gmail.com. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bye.